So uh, I'm going to go through this really quickly because we went over it with half of the group last time. So in this book, exactly what they say in China, there's what I call a words plus approach. So we start with a very simple question. Why does it seem Chinese people can't answer a simple yes and no question? And what are the downsides when they ask you a question and you answer with yes or no? All right. So the Chinese mind is conditioned to leave itself an off-ramp. Okay. Because every Chinese person fears blame, punishment, or something even worse. So there's only one person in China who doesn't fear this, and that is Xi Jinping. Everybody else in China who's not at the top of the hierarchy will fear something. And that's how the Chinese mind is conditioned. You can see how Chinese statistics are never accurate because people are afraid of sending up bad news or reporting bad statistics. That is how the Chinese mind has been conditioned. It is natural in Chinese spoken vernacular to be vague because when you are vague, it allows you to pivot to another explanation. That's why when you're talking with, if you've ever been a manager in China and the employees have done something wrong, you'll see that they're always very vague with their answers. They're always trying to make excuses. They're always trying to figure out what explanation they can give you that is more plausible or acceptable to you. That is cultural. And we give you tactics and strategies to avoid those circular conversations altogether by asking different questions. So a simple counter to this tendency would be to direct your query at the explanation rather than the question, rather than the answer. So if you already know the answer is yes or you already know the answer is no, don't ask it rhetorically. Anticipate what their explanation is going to be and then direct your question at the explanation. Then you can avoid this entire series of excuses and circular conversations. And in Chinese, we call it jiao, bian. All right. I'm going to illustrate this really quickly. Level zero, level one. So level zero is, did you make this mistake? Simple direct question. Americans love direct questions. When we ask an American a direct question, they will give you a direct answer. Another way to ask this question, which would be level two, level one, instead of level zero is, what do you think caused this to happen? All right. So if you change the words and you apply it to Chinese culture, did is too direct, given the indirect nature of Chinese culture. What is less aggressive and perceived as an inquiry rather than a rhetorical accusation? All right. Do you think opens the door for discussion make this as in did you make this happen would be interpreted directly as an accusation and incite fears of repercussion and cause the person in china to immediately erect these barriers of defense to try to explain and make excuses all right mistake is a direct criticism which instantly triggers a reflexive excuse or silence. So if you're the boss, you're probably going to get silence. A lot of my American colleagues in China always ask me, you know, I ask these questions, but I can't get anybody to say anything. Everybody's silent. 
depending on the fear factor. Understanding what Chinese people value and what they fear is important. Cause this, what do you think caused this to happen? Allows constructive dialogue to precede determining corrective action. All right. So this is the difference between a level zero inquiry and a level one inquiry. All right. Let me, uh, by show of hands. How many people think level zero is a better way to ask it, and how many people think level one is a better way to ask this question? Level zeros, raise your hand. Level ones, raise your hand. <laughs> Very good. All right. So most people said level one would be better. All right. What I'm about to show you is actually level zero is better, all right, all right. It's right. I see a lot of confused expressions. All right, everything that you're prepared when you go to China and you're not Chinese, everything you think you think you know will be counterintuitive. Will be true. The counterintuitive will be true. I'm going to show you precisely why. Level one is actually not as good as level zero in most situations in China. You guys excited? Interested to see what's going on? You've all had experience in China. You've all done this for a while. We're gonna get into the details. All right, levels of communication. So level zero is just your natural expression in your preferred language. Did you cause this mistake? All right. What we're gonna do is we're gonna Go through all the levels, and then we're going to translate it into Chinese and see how it is perceived. Level one, what do you think caused this to happen? The example that we just went through. There's only one purpose in going through this level zero, level one example. It is to prime your mind that words matter in any language. Okay, in your own language, which presumably is English, except for Alina. The explanation that I just gave between level zero and level one, you would naturally say, "Yeah, level one is a lot less confrontational. It's much more conducive." Okay, just priming your mind, because what we're going to do is we're going to teach you how to ask better questions in China to get the answers that you want. That's all you need to know. Only thing you need to know with this level one example is that your words matter. It doesn't mean that these words are better. It just means that they matter. Level two, which is what we're going to do today, is when you add empathy to how Chinese minds interpret various Chinese translations. Does anybody know how to say empathy in Chinese? <laughs> I don't know if that's correct. Okay. Well, I'm going to say it. Empathy is tong li xing. That means we have the same feelings, tongliing. All right. So we want to try to develop empathy for the Chinese mind, so we can ask better questions that are more suitable to getting the answers that we want. We're going to talk about how our attitude and our tone influence how our questions are perceived. This is, in a nutshell. Exactly what to say in China. So, if you guys want to co-author this book, 
we're going to go through the entire spectrum of level one, level two, and level three communication together. And then we're going to be able to teach it to others. Level three, which we're not going to do today, is how you adjust your approach. Today, we're just going to do examples. But eventually, you're going to figure out, well, how do I adjust my approach from having greater empathy and greater awareness? And this is part of, again, that's why that first book is important, The Chinese Honeymoon Period. The outer ring of more to more constructive co communication patterns is cultural awareness, self-awareness, and situational awareness. All right? So this is... So, let's begin. Level zero, did you make this mistake? All right. How would you literally translate this into Chinese? Let's see. Who do we want to call on? Mitch, you've been quiet. Your Chinese is excellent. Did you make this mistake? How would you translate that into Chinese? Um, okay, so that was pretty good. Uh, I would basically say, All right, so this is the literal direct translation of the level one. Did you make this mistake? So when you say this to someone in China, the meaning is, is it your fault? So you're seeking a yes or no answer. All right? 是你犯的错吗? 是你干的吗? All right? The feeling that the Chinese person may feel is they may feel that it's kind of like a direct accusation. 是你干的吗? 是你犯的错吗? Okay? It's a direct accusation. And now what we're going to do is we're going to do a cultural analysis. So in the cultural analysis, Chinese hierarchical systems allow the offender, the person who made the mistake, to atone directly, either with an apology or with an excuse. All right. Psychologically, the speaker, which is you, and the offender, which is the person in China, they're actually establishing their hierarchical boundaries. All right? So if I know you made a mistake, and I said, when you start to make an excuse or you start to apologize, this is an opportunity for me to give you a face-preserving a face way. Because I want to keep my good relationship with you. Yes, you made a mistake. You're owning up to your mistake. Okay? So... I'm going to say, oh, 没事,没事,没关系,没关系. All right? So even though this is a literal direct translation and it's a direct accusation, if you're able to establish hierarchical boundaries and give people a way to preserve their face, it actually can be a benefit or a plus. All right? Now let's do the literal indirect translation. What do you think caused this to happen? All right, Michael, how would you say that in Chinese? I'm so sorry. I actually had a question about the last one, but I can save it until... Uh, well, let's go really quickly. What is your question? Um, you said you want to provide them the Taijie Xia. Yes. If I'm asking such a direct question, how do I provide that? No, no. If you ask the direct question, you provide it with how you respond to their response. Right? So if I say, hey, Michael, did you make this mistake? And you will say, oh, yeah, sorry, sorry, Gene, it's my mistake. No worries, Michael. No harm, no foul. 
That's your Taijie Xia. All right. All right. Now, since since your microphone's on mute, how would you translate? What do you think caused this to happen? Again, many translations they can all be right. There's there there's no exact answer. My translation is not perfect either. Okay. So my translation would be. 你认为是什么导致的 What do you think caused this? All right. 导致 is caused. Okay. So what do you think caused this? 你认为是什么导致的 That's how I would translate it. Okay. So the meaning is, what do you think caused all of this? All right. That's the translation. So what is the feeling? The feeling is that it's an implied accusation. That actually may feel more intimidating, depending on the tone, because of the Chinese sense of paranoia. Okay, Chinese have a sense of paranoia where they don't want to make mistakes and they don't want to be accused of making mistakes, and they're afraid to make mistakes, especially Chinese employees. Okay, so if I ask you in a certain tone. 你认为是什么导致的 ？Okay, that might actually trigger a sense of paranoia. Are you accusing me of something? Do you think I made a mistake? All right. Now again, there are no absolutes, so I'm not saying it will always be like this. But these are just scenarios that may happen. So the cultural analysis is Chinese pessimistic tendencies would cause the accused, the person who made the mistake, to presume some. Adverse personal detriment, and react accordingly instead of answering literally. So even if Michael, I'm just using an example. Even if you weren't the one who made the mistake, but I'm asking you, hey, 你认为这是什么导致的 You may instinctively feel that I think you did it, which so that triggers something. That is very counterproductive. I just want to know what caused this to happen. But you're thinking he's accusing me of something that I didn't do. That's where the 鸡同鸭讲 comes in. So you have to be very careful how you ask your questions. And the only way to know what questions to ask is to be empathetic to how they would be interpreted. This is not going to happen overnight. But I just wanted to give you an example in English of why sometimes a level one question actually isn't as effective as level zero, because level zero allows you to directly give somebody a face-saving off-ramp. Level one, you're not even aligned on: Are you accusing me, or do you just want the answer? See how that works Psycholo psychologically. All right. So we're, we'll again we'll save Q and A till the end. So these are all direct and indirect,、um, direct and indirect literal translations. What we're going to get into now are some colloquial translations, and see what is the meaning, feeling, and cultural analysis. So colloquially, I might say, "Hey, 是怎么一回事 Right? It's more colloquial. Hey. 是什么一回事 ？Okay, if you're reading this in a book, obviously you don't know what the tone is. Okay, which is to say, tone is very important, and we'll get into that. So the meaning of this is, hey, what happened? Hey, what happened? So obviously, if you say, 
hey, what happened in a jokingly manner, it will be much more palatable than if you said it in a very stern, aggressive manner. Hey, what happened? Or hey, what happened? Tone is very important. But if we just assume a neutral tone. So a less formal implied accusation that is generally less intimidating than a vague reference is, is generally less intimidating than a vague reference because it allows the perpetrator to pivot quickly to save and preserve face for all parties. All right. So instead of you asking a question, them giving you an answer, and then you allowing them to preserve face, this type of question allows them to pivot and they can preserve their own face or they can save their own face or they can give you an explanation that answers everything and then all is solved. So this colloquial way actually opens the door for more possibilities, but it also gives your counterpart a little bit more control on how they want this conversation to go, which may or may not be good. Only you knowing your counterpart will allow you to make that determination. So in the cultural analysis, unless it's expressed angrily, this phrase implies a deeper Guanxi connection. Okay, within China's either-or perception extremes, which we talk a little bit about that. Chinese usually think about things in, in black and white terms. Okay, so it, it's just almost the opposite of how normal, natural Westerners would interpret things. So this phrase, if spoken joke, if this phrase is spoken jokingly, it could open the door to mutual problem solving. Okay. Again, there's never a one-size-fits-all. What I wanted to illustrate was that there are many different ways to ask the same question. Who made this mistake? Did you make this mistake? And everyone will get a slightly different response. All right, finally, a colloquial, indirect way. Eh? All right, eh? I'm curious what happened here. All right. All right. So we're going to get into the exact tone in a minute. So the feeling is more likely to be interpreted as a casual inquiry versus an implied accusation. The A, the pre-A, and the post, na, these two sounds that are represented by characters convey a friendly, non-contentious tone when properly expressed. Okay. Eh, fasen na, very non-contentious, very casual. There is no implied accusation that you did something wrong, which if you don't imply somebody, if somebody doesn't feel they're being accused of something, they won't descend down the path of making excuses. All right, and then you can avoid the circular conversation. So the cultural analysis is the initial character that sounds like the letter A, A, in the second tone, of Chinese pinyin expresses surprise rather than dismay. Again, this is the introduction of the book. 
and you guys all have copies of the introduction or as soon as you get in the Facebook group, you'll all have be able to start reading this. So A, it's just the Chinese character that reflects the tone. A, okay. So A in the second tone is to express curiosity or surprise. All right. If you want to call somebody, hey, 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 Angela. Okay, that's the first tone. All right. Now, the fourth tone, A, can be used to express agreement. All right. A, A, 同意, 同意, A, 同意, I agree. A, 说得好. Eh, sodahao. Eh, sodahao. Alright? Well said. Alright, so fourth tone expresses agreement. Third tone, eh, expresses disagreement. Alright, so if you change the tone, change the meaning. Eh, alright? This is coupled with lian se, which is your facial expression, or dun yan which is where you stare at somebody angrily. You don't have to say anything. You just kind of stare at them. And you say, eh? 发生什么事? Eh? 发生什么事? Eh? 为什么是这样? All right? So you can see the tone directly changes the implied meaning. The lesson is that your tone, both figuratively and literally, will determine the dynamic of your conversation, and the likelihood of reaching an amicable conclusion. Changing the tone for the sound A alters completely how your meaning is perceived. All right? This is not in the Chinese honeymoon period. All of this is in the upcoming book, Exactly What to Say in China.